Hello everybody, welcome to your Blood Red podcast. I'm Andy Kelly, uh, I'm joined by James Pearson, I'm joined by Christian Walsh and we're here to preview Liverpool's trip to Chelsea on Friday Night Football. Uh, James is our, our first double at Friday Night Football uh, in, a, in the sort of sky sense. Obviously we were on the, uh, on the Beeb at Exeter last season, which you'll remember from a press box which included you typing on your knee in the middle of the crowd, I think. <laughs> It is, yeah. Um, yeah, I think people are probably split on the merits and, and kind of pitfalls of Friday Night Football. And I must admit, I think it's probably it's one of those ones that's probably great for the armchair fan, um, not so great for those who, who follow their team all over the country. I think, what was it, a few weeks ago, I think you had Southampton fans trying to get to Old Trafford on a, for a Friday night game, um, which was obviously a nightmare for them. Um, similarly for Liverpool fans trying to get across London in Rush hour on a Friday won't be much fun, um, and obviously no chance of, of getting a train back home after the game. Um, but you know it's it's just the way the game's going, isn't it? It's 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 here to stay. I think it's you know, the, I don't think there is a day in the week now where where it's a football free zone, and um, you know certainly you can understand the the thinking behind it because it will certainly command huge uh, TV viewing figures. Christian, that's it, isn't it? I mean, loads of fans be. Really looking forward to a Friday night game. You know, if if they if uh, if they're in the parental stage and Friday nights aren't what they used to be in terms of getting out. You know, uh, Liverpool on the telly is 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 a great Friday night. Uh, you know, throwing a chippy tea and you 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 boxed <laughs> off, aren't you? But um, but it is hard for those fans who are trying to get down there and uh, you know having to get out of work early or take time off work and everything else. But um, you know, it's it's your king. Can you if you think you're going to change it? Probably. Yeah, it's it's it is the way the games go, and as you say, for an armchair fan, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, because the more football that's on TV, the better. You know, why are you going to watch the IYSOS? Not for me. You know, it's 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 going to be football every every day of the week. But it is unfair on the fans. Um, it'd be nice if you know, with all this money floating around at the Premier League sort of, sort of try and reimburse travelling fans but that's that's obviously never going to happen I don't think um, at least it's uh, those who are travelling will be paying 30 quid for their tickets yeah, yeah, that, that is worth it and you know obviously at Chelsea that is a big a, a, a big plus because it's it's, six, it's north of 60 uh, usually um, it's it's not ideal but at the same time you know you, you finish and if Liverpool manage to win or even get you know get a credible draw you know you've got your whole weekend to look forward to then you, you, you see off your hangover on the Saturday morning and then you, you've got the whole weekend to go at so in that sense it's not as bad as maybe a, a Saturday 530 where your hangover carries on until the Sunday and you're going into Monday and work um, having missed out a complete weekend. Basically, the the other side of uh, Christian's point there is that if, if if you do lose on a Friday night, it's a it's a it's a long weekend long weekend watching everybody else play and rivals potentially get points in the bag, and it's a big game, isn't it? I mean, this is one of the things that sort of makes the mouth water about this game because obviously Liverpool coming off a good win, Chelsea flying high second in the table, and it, it's just got the prospect of being a terrific game of football. It does, yeah, and I think it it does feel like a you know a massive game in terms of. The way the start to the season will be perceived, I think if Liverpool went down there and won, um, you know, ten points out of five games is a, a excellent start, especially when you think of the the fixtures they've had to to have gone away to to Arsenal, to Tottenham, to Chelsea, and played the champions at home. Um, I think anyone would have bitten your hand off uh, for that, uh, you know, in, in mid August before a ball had been kicked. Um, you know, obviously a lot of optimism, optimism as well on the back of what Liverpool did to Leicester last weekend, and rightly so. 
Um, but it's I think it's a really difficult one to call because Chelsea are certainly a very different team than the one that the Liverpool swept aside there when, when Klopp earned his first Premier League win as Liverpool manager last October. I mean, Chelsea were a mess then. And, and once Liverpool got control of the game, Chelsea were just in one of those ruts where... That, you know they they pretty much you know the shoulders hunched and they were pretty much resigned to their fate and you know I don't think that will be the case this time it will be a very di- different atmosphere around the ground Conte has you know has absolutely energised them you look at the start they've had you know you look Hazard is back to um, the levels he was at when they won the league uh, and Costa just an absolute pest um, so it's it's you know I think goals are absolutely guaranteed I, I can't see either team keeping a clean sheet especially with Chelsea missing John Terry. I mean, God knows what David Luiz is going to do on his Chelsea debut. I mean, he's just as likely to give Liverpool a couple of goals as he is banging an unstoppable free kick from 35 yards. So it, it's it, it's a mouth-watering game. And, and, yeah, one I think is very difficult to predict. Christian, the, I mean, Klopp mentioned the talent in the Chelsea squad in his pre-match com- uh, press conference yesterday. Um, he spoke about Costa a lot. Um, the ones that worry me tend not to be him, but more the likes of uh, Willian and, uh, and Hazard and uh, and obviously Kante, I think, has really improved them in terms of protecting that back four. Something Luis in particular will benefit from because, I mean, for me, he's a terrible defender. I mean, quite where Chelsea got the deal of all deals in selling them to P- PSG for the money they, uh, they sold them for and then to give quite a lot of it back. I think is a terrific error, but I mean he do, he is a classy football in terms of passing the ball, bringing it out. But just in terms of the bread and butter defending, you know he's someone Liverpool can get at on uh, tomorrow night. I, I mean you always remember the one player who I mean a lot of players have fallen to Luis Suarez. Let's 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 not make any mistake about that. But Luis especially seems to always struggle coming up against Suarez. I mean he not meant them once or twice off the top of my head. Um, the, the last time Suarez uh, Suarez played there, I think it was in the two one um, over the Christmas period, uh, and obviously for Barcelona as well, he um, you know he destroyed them. So that sort of player he, he struggles with, you know the the, the tricky, the, the the you know the the tenacious, the one who's going to be down his breathing down his neck all the time, and you know we're not saying that they are like that, but Sadio Mane he's got that quality in him so is Roberto Firmino Daniel Sturridge if he was a star so though I don't think he will obviously we'll come on to that um, even Philippe Coutinho you know these are the sorts of players who you get around someone like David Luiz his, his head can spin 360 like the uh, like the girl off the exorcist so it's it, it's going to be a case of getting at him I think I think Hale's a decent defender um, I was talking to Ian Mowbray before, and he's he's a big fan of Cesar Aspilicueta. Um, but he, good player, he, he is he? a good player. A really, really solid man with Abalawa. Um, in that, that that sort of you know just very, very solid. Um, Ivanovic, you know, he was terrible last season. He looked like a, he was he was shot to be honest. Um, I haven't seen much of him this season. He's obviously improved as a, a lot of players under Conte. But as long as we mark him at set pieces, yeah, would be nice. exactly. He, 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 he feels more of a threat, you know, going forwards, which is strange because he needs a bit of a lumbering centre back playing out wide. Um, but you know, I think Luis is the one. You know, as you say, it's weird. It's almost like he's the midfielder and Conte is the defender. You feel like those two should swap. Um, but Conte will, you know, offer a lot of protection. Luis might not have to defend as much as maybe he has done in the past against Liverpool but at the same time if you can get at him get around him I think Liverpool will get a lot of uh, a lot of joy playing their quick transitional football 
because he uh, Klopp seemed in pretty confident mood yesterday when he was talking uh, to the press pack, uh, and uh, you know he he sort of outlined the task ahead, but felt that Liverpool were were ready for it in a, in a good place. He did, yeah, and I think I mean, he talked about kind of reviewing the footage against Leicester, and I'm sure the uh, it made very pleasant viewing when he was going back over it because you know Liverpool functioned so well as an attacking force. Um, you know, it was just that brief period before half time when they had the wobble. But you know, I think he was impressed also with the way that they regained control, uh, regained their composure in that second half. Um, so yeah, I think he, you know, he did have, you know, he, he was in, he was in good spirits at Melwood this week, and I think rightly so because I think he, he feels as if he's seeing kind of the work on the training ground pay off, and I think it, you know, it wasn't just you know individual brilliance that, that won Liverpool that game. It was them playing as he wants them to play as a as a slick unit and I think that was probably what pleased him more than anything um, and he's, he's got some big decisions to make obviously with uh, in terms of selection for Chelsea but it's a, it's a nice position that he's in. Yeah well let's talk about uh, the injury news he brought to us yesterday um, so first up Dejan Lovren is fit uh, we're bringing him back yeah 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 definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean Lucas you know Did performance little, yeah. didn't Just do a lot wrong did no he? he didn't no you know he didn't Credit to him for the way he responded to that the error because you know some players would have gone to pieces but he didn't he it was I know it sounds strange to say it because it was such a glaring mistake and such a costly one but it was his own, pretty much his only mistake in the entire game um, but yeah I just think with, with how physical Chelsea are um, you, you need I think you need Lovren I think Lovren and Matip are the first choice combination this season now Lovren is is, is obviously overcome that. Horrible uh, swollen eye that he suffered in training. Yeah, I think he has to start again alongside Matic. I mean, I'm saying Lovren. I'm saying to Lovren, you go and have a fight with Costa. Just work, battle for every ball, and then Matip, hopefully clearing things up in behind. That that, that would be a, n- a nice scenario for for Liverpool. I think that was how it worked against um, against Tottenham. Yeah, it was it was noticeable in the first half. Although Matip, you know, got his knees dirty in the second half, but Lovren was very much the one who was dealing with the physical with the physical. Uh, Battles and, and uh, Matip was more the one who was carrying the ball out to the fence and, and tidying up a sort of like sweep sweeping behind. Um, you know, Matip's shown already that he can mix it match. You know, mix mix it mix it up with with uh, with physical players and I thought he did that that work really well against Leicester. Actually, they weren't most physical up front necessarily with Vardy's more you know quick. Um, but Okazaki as well and when Ujoa came on, he dealt with them all pretty well. But it is a case of Lovren, you deal with Costa and Masip, you know, you, you, you look at to, to play balls out from the defence and, and just mop up any loose balls. The Emery Chan, uh, not injured but not quite fit enough uh, according to Klopp, if we take him at his word and obviously managers can change their mind between uh, a press conference and a, and a game but uh, that would seem to indicate that it's, you know, Ashley Werfer, Henderson, Lalana. Wijnaldum in the centre of uh, centre of the field, which sends us up to the the top end, and that's where it gets interesting, isn't it? Because uh, you know Coutinho obviously didn't start on Saturday, had had a long journey as you documented, Christian, uh, back from the Brazil national team and that uh, that game in Manaus in the Amazonian rainforest. Uh, so he came on after what an hour or so, wasn't it? A um, bit bit more, bit later than that, and. Uh, um, Instantly had a shot within about ten seconds, didn't he? Which he's been, which, which he's been doing maybe a wee bit too much off. But I mean, we're the first to eulogise when they hit the yeah. back of the net, I suppose, aren't we? So, um, but it'd be nice to see a little bit more in his play. But um, 
for one, you know, you can't drop Mane, man of the season so far, so he's in. You you can't drop Firmino two goals in the form of his Liverpool life, I would say. Yeah. So the only place for Coutinho is Sturridge's. I have to say, I enjoyed Sturridge's movement on uh, Saturday. Yeah. The question is, is Chelsea a sufficiently different game to say, I want to go with Coutinho rather than Sturridge? What do you think, James? Uh Personally, I'd keep it the same. I just think when you function that well as an attacking force, it would, there's no reason to change things. But I'm not convinced that Klopp thinks the same. I honestly don't know. I, I think I, I wouldn't like to, to bet on it either way, to be honest. I think it's, and also, I think whatever he goes with, you know, Liverpool could win the game regardless, I think, because it's such a, a nice position for him to be in. Um, you just look at the big away games under Klopp. And and it, it, you know they have been without storage. That's the thing. Um, so you just you think will he will he go back to the tried and trusted? You know, bring in Coutinho, have Firmino in that in that kind of false nine central role, or will he? You know, having assessed the footage and he was you know full of praise for storage yesterday. It was kind of lost a bit amongst everything else that Klopp said ahead of the game. But it, you know he he talked about you know it was quite noticeable that he felt as if storage had responded to what he'd asked from him in terms of being a team player and obviously there was the stuff before the international break about him saying you know I'm not I'm not saying I'm happy playing on the right and you know everyone knows I'm, I'm at my best playing through the middle and and sulking a bit and it was a very different storage I thought last weekend with the way that he he was selfless for the team not just the brilliant assist for Mane but you know the intelligent run that um that created the space for Firmino to score the first one and he did that all the way through the game you know there was one time and he, he would track him back and won the ball back on the halfway line and I think the fans responded to that. Um, so it's just, I think it's going to be fascinating to see which, you know, which way Klopp goes. Um, because I don't think Sturridge could have done any more to stake a claim to start against his old club on Friday night. But yeah, I think what goes against him is the fact that these are the, these type of games Liverpool have won previously without him and with Coutinho, who obviously scored twice at Stamford Bridge last season. Jim says it's been his way, hasn't it? We we sort of and that team that he has played with the Firmino false nine has got some good results away from home. Uh, we think of Man City last year and, and and places like that. It it's worked, but um, you know, is Coutinho quite in 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 the form to to merit recall when when the side's gone and beat the champions four one? I mean, it's one of those. It's, I don't think it's a Coutinho or a Sturridge thing. I think it's very much a Firmino thing, in terms of. It's not a, it's not either or with Coutinho and Sturridge. It's the fact that Firmino will play as the false nine, I think, and and therefore he was best to to come in on the left hand side or the right. And that's you play Sturridge if he did play wider than you know in in behind with Firmino in the false nine still. No, I wouldn't. I'd keep I'd keep Firmino wide wide well not wide left but sort of in that little attack in behind side, yeah. in behind with Mane because they come quite narrow. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty much like a front three anyway, and they all interchange. Um, but yeah, it, I don't think Klopp will do that. I think it's a case of Firmino. He wants Firmino, as, as James said, sort of as he has in all the big games up top. Um, and then Coutinho will, will be the natural sort of man to come in on the on the left hand side. Whether he does, you know, whether he deserves to, I'm not too sure. Um, you know, he was fantastic against Arsenal. Uh, he was wasteful to, to a ridiculously frustrating level against Burnley. Yeah. Um, and I missed a couple of chances. Uh, Gil's edge ones against Tottenham, so he's you know he's in deficits in a weird way uh, this season in terms of impacts on games. 
Um, but what an impact it was against Arsenal, and that's that's why you know he will always sort of be in and around the team because he he can have that sort of effect. Chelsea will probably line up more like Burnley than um, than than Leicester or Arsenal or Tottenham to be honest. So you know, it, not sure they'll give us eighty percent possession. No, Christian. they won't give eighty percent possession, but they will be resolute. They will sit back um, and and they will be quick to get men behind the ball when Liverpool are in possession. Um, you know they're going to try their best. I think not to fall for Liverpool's counter-attacking trap. Um, now what Coutinho has to do is then be be a part of this fully functioning uh, attacking lineup, and rather than getting the ball thirty yards out driving towards goal and pinging one into the shed end, he's going to have to try and knit together alongside Firmino and uh, Mane. Well, he done it against um, against Arsenal, no problem. He did it against Tottenham to a degree. Got into good positions, created a few chances. Um, but at the same time, didn't finish them. I just think it's hard, It's harsh on Sturridge. You know, people have been waiting for a big performance from him, and, and you know, to finally do something. But it just after doing it against uh, Leicester, you know, I think it was quite pertinent that he didn't score, but he did everything else but score, and that was sort of a nice little reflection on just you know how much he's, he adapted his game for that for that for that fixture. Um, the other the, the other thing though, I can see why Coutinho was start is that. You know, Coutinho scored in the past year at the Etihad, uh, the um, Sanford Bridge, the Emirates, Old Trafford. Now, Sturridge hasn't scored at one of those grounds uh, since um, 2013, February 2013, a month after coming, and that was a 2-2 draw against City. Coutinho scores in these games. He's, he's a big game player, and while Sturridge is... He, he can perform the big games, he doesn't necessarily score, and I can't really think of it a really good storage away performance against one of these top sides. So if you're going on the form long term, then that's where the club would obviously pick Coutinho over storage. I have to say, I, I'd like to see a bit more of this Sturridge-Mane combination, which I think has lots of um, promise in it. I did some uh, analysis out of the game on, on, on Saturday, and it was one of the things that I mentioned. that I think that's got sort of... You know, it's in a very early stage, isn't it? But they, they work well at Burton together. They look like two players who like playing together. You can yeah. see that with that lovely second goal. And I, I just think, for while that's just getting starting to flourish, uh, I, I'd be keen to, to keep him going. And I'd have no harm with seeing uh, centre, uh, Klopp centre Firmino run around like an absolute mad thing for 65 minutes. And uh, your buddy there, Coutinho's coming on then. So give me everything. And, uh, you know, I, I just... I, th- I think there's there's a really nice goal in Daniel Sturridge coming soon, and uh, I'd uh, I'd love it to be on uh, on Friday night. Um, so I mean I think the difficulty, the fact that we've discussed that for you know a reasonable amount of time there, I think that's a sign of how difficult the decision yeah. is. But it'd be uh, but it's a nice position to be in ultimately. Uh, at the other end of the pitch, James, you've been pretty clear in your piece on the uh, on the Echo today and in the paper tomorrow that Carius uh, uh, can wait his chance. We've got Derby next week, uh, an obvious. Uh, League Cup game, EFL Cup, whatever you want to call it, for him to uh, get his season underway and big game like this, probably uh, the right decision to stick with Mignolet. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you know, the suggestion is that I think that's the way that Klopp will go as well. I think obviously there's a there's been a bit of a clamour this week to to for, to throw Carrius in, um, but I, I just don't think that really stacks up when you look at how Mignolet's performed this season. I think you know I think he. He probably knows that if Carriers hadn't broken his hand in pre-season, I, I think that the young German keeper probably would have been 
number one, uh, come that game away at Arsenal. I think it was quite telling that he'd given up on the chance to play at the Olympics with, with Germany uh, after discussions with Klopp. Um, but, you know, kind of fate gave Mignolet the opportunity to, to stake a claim at the start of this season. And, and I think I think it would be very, very harsh to drop him on the basis of what he's done so far. I think he's made some, some crucial saves at important periods in games. I think he, you know, that, there was the one mistake, obviously, against Leicester last weekend when he the let-off when Hooth's header hit the bar. But, you know, he atoned for that with the save from Vardy in the second half. I think he's commanded his box well. Um, you know, it was interesting. There were some comments today from Chris Kirkland saying, you know, just just get Carrius in. He was very critical of Mignolet in terms of his role in, in Leicester's goal last week. Said that, you know, what was he doing playing that ball to, to Lucas? But the problem is, you know, I think you've got to understand that, that Mignolet is playing the way that the manager wants him to play. And it's similar to the discussion that obviously is going on at the moment with Man City and Pep Guardiola and sweeper keepers and all the rest of it. He, he wants Liverpool to play it out from the back. So it's it's all well and good saying, why didn't Mignolet just hoof it? But yeah. that's, that's so not going to get him in Klopp's good books. I guess the, if you do continue that sort of comparison with Man City, of course, what Guardiola did was get in someone who's better with their feet and Tarad Johart. So uh, the vibe seems to be that Karius is better with his feet and that might be presumably where Klopp might be coming from in the, in the medium term, maybe even, you know, relatively short term Christian what do you think yeah I think so I just don't think that this is a game to throw in a new goalkeeper which yeah. sort of to make yeah. that comparison Guardiola had no problem doing that with, with Bravo in the mm. Manchester derby but obviously we saw what, what happened there it could have cost, cost them the game yeah. I mean, they? I think Bravo is a good keeper I think he will eventually I mean he's, he's older than De Gea and Reina by a long way but I think he'll do the same as those uh, goalkeepers did and, and sort of you know have a dodgy couple of months to acclimatise and then obviously becomes one of the league's best keepers um, but you know back to back to Carriers, I think you know th- there could be that acclimatisation for him as well and it will have to happen eventually because uh, you know there's no doubt in my mind he's come to be number one um, but th- th- there's no guarantee over him I, I don't, I, I'm not sure where this, this steadfast belief that he's absolutely, definitely better than Simon Mignolet. I, I think it from. has to come from his Bundesliga reputation, hasn't it? And people over there who've seen him. In fact, I think he was voted was second, it the second best handle, keeper. Yeah. 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 So, um, so I mean, I, I don't think it's... I think it is, you know, a lot of people do we do see a reasonable amount of Bundesliga football these days. Uh, but I think people have gone on, on, on the reputation he's got from a, a, you know, a tough top league. Yeah. So... Um, Different yeah, league, though. Different, different league, different yeah. league, bit more physical, different uh, expectation as well. I think playing for Mines every week compared to playing for Liverpool, and yeah, I'd be interested. So this lad doesn't look like the the jersey's going to weigh heavy. No, to he me. doesn't. No, he does lose self confidence, doesn't he? I think he he hangs out with Justin Bieber on his holidays and things like that. So it's, I think he's probably a bit different than Simon Mignolet in, in that respect. Um, but I think you're right. I think he is. He, he does. He obviously. I think one of the attractions for Klopp was that. He is very good with the ball at his feet. I think you you hear that from speaking to people that that obviously have seen him train regularly at, at Melwood. I think we saw it in the early stages of pre-season when he played in some of the friendlies. But you know, as Christian said, I think also you know he's on a bit of a pedestal at the moment because he hasn't played, he hasn't made any mistakes. So you know, I, I think I think some people kind of lose sight of the fact that yeah, he obviously is a clearly a very talented goalkeeper. But I don't think it would be wise to throw him into this game. You know, I think give him that League Cup tie at Derby next week. Let's see how he gets on. And then maybe this time next week, there will be a, a proper debate to be had about who should line up in that next Premier League game. But, you know, I think as it stands, 
Simon Mignolet has done pretty much everything that's been asked of him. Um, but he knows he knows that he's got Carrius breathing down his neck. Um, and that competition is something that Mignolet hasn't really had during his time at Liverpool. You think, you know, he only really had Brad Jones and Adam Bogdan for competition. Now he's got someone really pushing him. And, and he knows, he'll know better than anyone, that he has to maintain a very, very high level. Otherwise, he will have to make way. I mean, it's important against Derby, and I don't think Klopp will have much choice, but it's important if Carrius does start, as expected, uh, that Matip and Lovren will be uh, in front of him. Because it's it's as much about the, the the team as the individual, and you know I think Klopp has clearly went into the summer thinking, right, I've got Dejan Lovren there. What I want now is a is a free there, a goalkeeper, two centre backs who are my first choice. You know, free there who I can rely on, and we haven't seen those those three play together yet. So it'll be interesting if if it happens at Derby and if it goes well, then that might be the time. And you know. I don't want to say excuse, but that might be the, the way for the club to go, right, I've seen it, I'm happy with what I've seen, and that's for the whole game, this is what we are going forward. Sorry, Simon. Well, uh, a massive game awaits, uh, with apologies to those who've, whose travel is made more difficult, I have to say. Um, I'm really looking forward to it and uh, and uh, seeing what f- uh, Friday night football uh, brings. And let's hope Liverpool come out of it with uh, 10 points out of 15 after that start would be a fantastic achievement, I think. And, uh, um, you know, we would have you hoping, looking at the fixtures, thinking, you know, uh, Hull coming up. Certainly not a team to take lightly, given their start, but uh, you'd fancy us uh, at home against them. Middlesbrough at uh, Middlesbrough home last day. Just, just in case. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. Um, well, listen, uh, whether you're going or whether you're uh, watching on the telly, enjoy the game. We'll be back on Monday to, to uh, chat through Chelsea.